Welcome to Dynamics of Dialogue. This is your host, Rebel Queen, and I'm here with my good friend, Kadisha Bivens, mm -hmm. otherwise known as Soul Scribe the Poet. And today we are talking about finding your peace. Uh, and before we get started, first, Kadisha, I want to ask you, what made you choose the name Soul Scribe? Oh, wow. <laughs> Soul Scribe. So I was I was thinking of a stage name. I was like, I was a writer. And I noticed that a lot of artists, you know, especially poets, had stage names. And I just thought about what poetry meant to me and why I was a writer. And when I thought about, OK, I'm putting my soul onto paper. I'm, I'm being vulnerable. I'm being open. And I'm writing it. And I thought about Scribe and then Soul Scribe. And it just kind of was like, that makes sense. <laughs> you okay. know, I'm writing my soul on paper. So. Okay. I like yeah. that. That is awesome. <laughs> but I just noticed you said you was a writer. You know, you're always a writer now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's, that's always true. in there. That's always in there. <laughs> it's just a matter of, you know, what you know what what wakes it up and right and are you thinking about writing again or well yeah yeah i'm still writing mm -hmm. um i just um i haven't been out as much this year i've been doing a lot of self-care and um handling you know real life situations and just focusing on me for a little while you know for a while i thought i had to always be out doing something mm. you know you know what is it busy but mm -hmm. not productive mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i said you know i'm just gonna you know do the things i want to do not feel obligated to do anything and uh, get out when i feel like getting out so yeah i'm just taking my time with it okay Okay, so uh, let me get to the first question. So today's topic is finding your peace, you know, and I know that we've all been through some things. We've all had difficulties. We've all had struggles. Um, I think we've even all had some kind of trauma, right? Mm -hmm. it, you know, mm -hmm. lots of things. I know I was traumatized by sitting on a snail when I was a teenager. What? I was traumatized. <laughs> and I'm still traumatized by sitting on a snail oh. because the, the it leaked and it wouldn't even come out of my shorts. And I, oh my God, I just freaked out. It just, <laughs> what? oh my God, it just still freaks me out to this day. <laughs> so, you know, there's always kinds of things that, you know, but there's some that we do need to heal from yes. and some that, you know, we kind of just get over on our own. Uh -huh. and so what is it that made you, I, I've observed your, your journey of healing mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. been so beautiful to me. Oh, thank you. And it's, it's, you know, it's so wonderful to connect with other people who yeah. are on in that journey. Mm -hmm. And, and what is it that brought you to the point that made you realize you needed to heal? Well, honestly, I've always known I needed to heal. Um, I come from two drug-addicted parents. Oh. Um, both uh, crack cocaine, very okay. heavy drugs, heroin. Mm -hmm. um, and I've always battled and dealt, dealt with that, but never dealt with that. <laughs> and the things you see as a child in those circumstances are very damaging. And to think that you can just get over it, it's, it's not possible. You can't it's just not. get over it. And uh, your mom being gone for weeks at a time, you can't just get over that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no food in the refrigerator. You can't just get oh over Oh, my that. gosh. You were speak See, now, this is something I didn't know. Yeah. And because and, I had the same experience. My mom was a crack addict. Oh, wow. And um, crack cocaine. Wow. And, and, um, and, I, and, you know, when you, particularly when you talked about being gone for weeks, that yeah. just really mm -hmm. resonated with me. Yeah. Because that is a, a, a feeling for especially a child. Yeah. You feel abandoned yeah. and alone. You yeah. don't know what to do. You kind of got to just be. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. At a young age. Right. Yeah. 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 Where's mommy? You know, and then you've got to go to aunties. You got to walk and you're the oldest child and, you know, you're just trying to navigate day to day and, you know, drug dealers coming by looking for your mom. Oh, my she gosh. Owes them money. 
oh, you know, yes. threatening to shoot up the house if you're here when they get back. You know, oh. it's like all of that was traumatizing. And I yes. will say I never truly, like I did, I got some counseling when I was in college, but I didn't take it seriously. I was in college. I just was like, well, I'll go talk to someone about my life, you know, you know, it won't hurt. Um, and then after that, I kind of left it alone. I was in a relationship, you know, got married, you know, just suppressed a lot of things from my past mm -hmm. because it was so painful. Mm -hmm. uh, so a lot of a lot of my unfortunately, a lot of my past, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 it hurts because I can't remember a lot of things when I hear people talking about their childhood and experiences and you know having these photographs when they were a child and things that I don't have. Yeah, I don't have these things because yeah. my mom was not that was not important to her right. having photos, having coming to you know my race track, you know me um, when I'm racing the and, track meets yeah track, track meets meet, uh -huh. and you know just all of those things were not really that wasn't her focus and you know she she just wasn't a, a nurturer she was you know she was strung out she was sick and and you know dealing with her own demons so um, but I always knew that that stuff was you know that that it bothered me but I tried to pretend like it didn't mm -hmm. I wanted to be normal like it was life yeah mm -hmm. yeah I wanted to be normal I didn't want people to know that you know my parents didn't love me, <laughs> you know, I was, um, and so like, I, I just moved on with life. I said, I'm just not going to be like my mother. That was my main thing. I don't want to be like my parents. I don't want to be like my mm -hmm. parents. So I, you know, finally my grandmother, we moved back to the South. My grandmother took me in and I promised myself I wouldn't be like them. And I just did everything that I could. I went to military at 17, went to college, did everything to try to look normal not look like you know the apple that fell you know from that mm -hmm. same tree and just mm -hmm. you know wanted to have a normal life wanted to have a good life and so never really dealt with it mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. just kept going kept going and that's the way it typically works yeah. it typically works that way and it takes a lot i'm i'm um addiction runs in my family mm -hmm. lots of people you know they're just people that are genetically predisposed yeah. to becoming addicted to to a substance yeah um and, and it took many years. It really wasn't until I started working in mental health mm -hmm. that I really understood that this was a disease. Mm. And it didn't really mean that my mother didn't love me. Yeah. It's a disease. That's how it felt, though. It feels <laughs> that way. Yes. And that's the story that we, yeah. the message that we get as children and yes. we carry on into adulthood. And unfortunately, many of, many of us as women and even men, yeah. yeah, we go looking for love mm -hmm. in all of these different ways and mm -hmm. put ourselves in harm's way. Yes. And it becomes so self-destructive. Right. Um, right. So, you know, and, and it's something, it usually something has to happen to kind of really yes. get <laughs> us to that place. And for me, I, it was, um, it was, it was work stress, mm -hmm. you know, um, lots of things just going on between being a wife, being a mom, mm -hmm. my son was having lots of trouble in school. And the, the, the type of work stress, it wasn't just the fact that I worked in, in banking, IT, and like operations, so I'm carrying a pager, I'm on call all the time. Mm -hmm. It was the racism. Mm -hmm. It was the prejudice. Yes. It was that bullshit. Right. That was just like, okay. <laughs> you know, and one day I finally just broke. Broke, yeah. Yeah, and that's what, so what, I, and, and but, but it's not necessarily a bad thing because had I not had that experience, I wouldn't be healing today. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I would not be healing yes. today. And so can you talk to me a little bit about what your healing journey looked like? Like, and I'm sure it's, transformed from the beginning mm -hmm. you know from when you started to where yeah. you are now so what did that journey look like for you well, well it started like you I was married I got a divorce you know went through you know a really crazy time in corporate America and mm -hmm. everything just kind of came tumbling down on me 
um, considered suicide, you know, and then got help, but didn't really take it seriously because mm. I was in the middle of divorce and so I was just mad at everybody. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't really get the help that I needed. Um, and then uh, I believe I started having, my journey of healing was looked like it was it was destructive though first because mm -hmm. it was like you know you got to tear everything down mm. you know oh yeah, yes yeah. yeah and you just you're just tearing it all down you mm -hmm. know you're doing things that you shouldn't do you're going places you shouldn't go you know you do, that doesn't feel good with your soul but you're doing these things and you're getting down to to nothing mm -hmm. you got to get all the way down to nothing mm -hmm. for you to really really see and understand i gotta do something yeah I got to do something. And so my, my journey, you know, I would, you know, do little things here and there, but never really took, you know, mental health seriously. Not, uh, you know, I talked about it, never really actively did mm -hmm. anything. I know, know a lot of people like that. Mm -hmm. They talk about it. Oh, I deal with depression. And, oh, I mm -hmm. deal with this and I deal with that. I'm like, well, what do you do? Oh, nothing? They don't have any coping skills yet. <laughs> you don't right. do anything. You don't do any medicine. You don't go to therapy. You don't do anything. But you're right. telling me. That you're dealing with depression. And how do you know this? Well, well, right, the, right. well you know, what we typically do is because we're we're distrustful of, of the healthcare system. Right. Because of the racial, the, the parity. Right. That, and the med medical. Right. Mm -hmm. And and then, um, you know, it's it's we're seen as weak. You know, in our community, mm -hmm. we're still fighting the stigma. Yes. Um, and, and so it becomes really difficult. And I think mm -hmm. what we tend to do is we call our friends and we want our friends to fix it right and we we call it venting yes meanwhile we're like <laughs> i slit my wrist last night and right. i'm you know shot tried to shoot myself and i'm like right. your, your friends don't have the capacity they can't help you. and not only that yeah. even though they care for you they could even potentially wound you in that process because yes. they don't understand right Right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the, one of the biggest things for me was religion and how, you know, it played such a part in. Well, I won't say I, well, I'll talk. I'll speak on mine, but mm -hmm, it was mm -hmm. taught, you know, that, oh, just mm -hmm. take it to God in prayer. Just mm -hmm. go to church. Mm -hmm. Just pray about it. You'll be all right. You know, nothing was ever really dealt with. You know, if you were in pain or you were sad, oh, just pray about it. <laughs> there was nothing more. No, don't go to the doctors. You know, don't do this. There was there was nothing more than just go to church or take it to God, and I, and then that was supposed to fix everything. Right. And for me, that didn't that didn't fix everything. <laughs> you know, I just mm -hmm. it was like just putting something on a wound to cover it up, but not really healing it or putting the medicine on there and growing and working to be to be healthier mentally and physically just keep going and you know it just keeps getting worse so so what do you do what 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 do you do like in my self-care journey part mm -hmm. of my healing is um meditation mm -hmm. um i know some guy i was dating some years ago told me that you need to meditate and i'm mm -hmm. like <laughs> i just got mad when you told me i need to meditate i'm right. like what you mean i need to meditate? You know? right <laughs> i didn't say that but in my head i'm like what's wrong with you and you don't grow mm -hmm. up seeing people in your family do that stuff no we you didn't don't. learn a lot of that yeah. Um, unfortunately, you know, a lot of the healthier strategies or tactics, you mm -hmm. know, uh, working out. I, I didn't really see a lot of people. My, I didn't see my grandmother working out, my mom working out. I didn't mm -hmm. see anyone meditating. I didn't see anyone talk, having crystals around and, you know. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, it just wasn't taught. Just like mm -hmm. a lot of things like finances are not taught in the right. black community. Mm -hmm. Like mental health is not taught. Like, um, and because of resources and stresses and the real, real I, I feel like one of the biggest problems in the black community is mental health. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's why 
we constantly are are fall behind, you know. But there are a lot of successful, really great, you know, people in our community as well. I'm just saying I think one of the biggest problems, especially in the poor poor mm-hmm. areas, is mental health. But mm-hmm. so I what do. are some of the things that I do? Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to rant and go on and on, but <laughs> this is what this is what we do. But with our meditation is mm-hmm. definitely a must. Um mm-hmm. you know, I try to get cardio. Um I have my quiet time. Um I like to read and write poetry, uh play with my children. These are all things that really help or just music is probably my biggest oh, go to. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I tell people all the time I'm a music lover before I'm a poetry lover, which is really weird. They kind of probably just go together, but it feeds I, your poetry. Yeah, music is is a biggie for me. Mm-hmm. So if I can just sit somewhere and listen, I cannot go without music. I cannot. Yeah. Good, and good. when I'm working or I'm doing dishes, whatever it is, I got I got to have some music to keep me going. And so, you know, it just makes me feel good. You got to be careful what you listen to. I mean, if you're sad, you're going to listen to some sad love songs, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get you. I'm, I'm the same way about music. It does it for me. And I find that if I'm not listening to music, if I'm not meditating, I can mm-hmm. feel it. Yeah. I get a little tense and cranky. I yeah. get cranky. I, I, get, yeah. I get moody. And I say, you know, let me just put some music on. Let me drink some tea and just be quiet and just yes. breathe, you know, and just because, you know, sometimes I'll have like anxiety and I'll just breathe it yes. through and, and yes. just try to put on some candles and just try to change my environment and, and, and the outlook. Mm-hmm. So, and you know what's really helpful too? Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I really, really love is sage. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. One of my sorority sisters turned me on <laughs> to sage, and I felt like I'm hooked. And literally, you get these sage bundles, yeah. and you just light it, and it is instant. Yeah. It is instantly. I mean, literally, the smell is instantly yeah, soothing. So I even incredible. usually keep it like a leaf in my car. Yeah. So, like, especially you know, because I'm I'm a road rage person. Yeah. <laughs> I worked on that. Uh, well, we so, live in Atlanta. So. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> God. Oh my God, <laughs> it's just a lot sometimes. Um, but I can't tell you how many times that I'm driving and I'm like, oh my God, are you for real? Like, right. really for real? Did right. you just do that? Like, wow. People are rude. Oh my gosh, it's like on another level. Um, um, so yeah, yeah, so those were just some things that I do. Um, you know, I like to get out in the city. Sometimes I like to go places with no no destination, mm-hmm. like, you know, walk around the shops or check out some antiques and things mm-hmm, like that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, just a long time, take myself out to eat, take myself to the movies. There's all kinds of things, you know. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy my um, solitude. Mm. Um, but um, and it's, but it's, so it's interesting being in a relationship. You know, he helps me, too, with a lot of my stress as well. You know, being in love is a great thing, I think. A lot of times people look at it as, you know, oh, you you don't necessarily need to be in a relationship. You got this going on. You got that going on. And it's like, yeah, but th- he's helping me along this journey and I'm helping him. So it's okay as long as we're not damaging each other. And we are, you know, we have our boundaries and, you know, self-love. You know, those things come first. Absolutely. You know, and, I, and, I, and I keep that in mind while I'm in this relationship. And then I even tell him, well, you have to set boundaries. And you have to decide what works for you and what doesn't, no matter how much you love someone. And That's I love right. him to death, but there are some things that are not going to be tolerated, you know, no yeah. matter how much I'm going to be with you. And, and there's, right. you know, and if you don't like it, then we just, we're not meant for we're each We're not meant yeah, for each other. Yeah. Amen to so, that. Yeah. So now that you've talked about that, what, what you know, setting boundaries, because that's a huge one. That's mm. a huge one. So what did you discover about yourself in this process? Oh, wow. Oof. <laughs> that was the question. Huh? Ooh, there's this one here. Uh, God, there are things that I found out about myself 
um, gosh, it's, I found out about a lot of trauma that I have been holding on to and things that I've tolerated in relationships or temporary relationships. Um, you know, I, 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 I've had, you know, unfortunately I've had intercourse when I didn't want to have intercourse. Um, I've, you know, allowed people to take from me uh, financially when I didn't have, you know, I've allowed, and all of these things were because my self-love and because I wasn't able to set boundaries and speak up for myself. Um, I, there's, there's just so much trauma, gosh. Um, so that was one thing, sex trauma, there's uh, financial trauma, there's, uh -huh. um, you know, trying to be a nurturer and a healer for damaged people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Oh, man. trying to be this healer and fix uh, people uh. when in the boundaries I let all kinds mm. of things just go because mm. I'm like they need help mm. they need me I can fix them they you know that and but but in the long run it was also a part of me wanting to be loved and and not only a part of you wanting to be loved, but two things here. I think one, when you're a person who's been through trauma, yeah. it's so hard to watch other people suffer. Yes. You know, and so that's, I think that's where that feeling like yeah. I can help you heal right. comes from. But then as you get onto this healing journey, you realize I can't heal you. Right, right. That's like an inside job. Right, right. Or you're broken now and damaged <laughs> because you didn't set any boundaries and, and you say no when you needed to say no. Yeah. And um, so I learned those things about me and now I'm on the other side of it and it feels so good. It feels okay. good to be able to say, uh, no, yep. I, lo I love you, mm -hmm. but no. <laughs> Ooh, I've been practicing that. <laughs> I had to tell somebody that a couple of days ago. They were struggling with some challenges. I'm, 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 I'm also a peer specialist. I'm a certified peer specialist mm -hmm. here in Georgia. So somebody, you know, one of my friends are having some challenges with his daughter, and he, you know, wants to reach out to me and wants, to, like, I'm gonna call you. I'm in crisis. Mm. Sir, I, what you need is a mental health first responder. Yes. This is the information that you can reach out to. <laughs> yes. I can't, no, but I need to talk to you. I, I can't do it right now. Right. Because I need me right now. Right. Right. And, and, yes. and there's a reason, even though I'm a peer specialist, there's a reason why I don't do crisis work. Mm. And so if I can't do it for a job and get paid to do it, right. I certainly <laughs> am not interested in doing that. In my personal, your personal life. Right. right. In right. my personal life, because it becomes so overwhelming. Right. And I think also many of us who have been through trauma, we become empaths. Yeah. Yes. And and we absorb the energy. Yes. We absorb. We become so sensitive to mm -hmm. other people's energy. And you can see it. Yes. Feel their pain. You can feel their pain. Mm -hmm. I mean, feel yes. it literally. And yes. it's so heavy. It hurts. Yeah. It's it hurts. And when you're a person that has people coming to you left and right, it's hey, it's you, a lot. yeah, you you need to protect your energy. <laughs> yes. That's a part of your healing. Yes. And if you don't, you just drag yourself down, and you find yourself getting behind in the things that you need to take care of in life. And not making those a priority, um, whether it be you going to the gym every day or mm -hmm. um, or finding another job or, or, or paying certain bills because you let them borrow some money, you know, little things, you know, and then you just go, you go this downward spiral, you know, and so, but yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of things, but now that I've learned to set boundaries, I've learned to say no, I've learned, um, I've, I've, I've reflected back on the things that I did and why I did them and I understand me, mm -hmm. but I still forgive me 
and I still move forward in, in, in knowing that that's not where I'm at anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And that's not who I am, and I'm not going to allow anyone to take me back there no. to that place. So No, you so, don't. Yeah. And it's important, too, and it's good that you're doing engaging in this healing now yeah. while, while your children are young. Yeah. You know, for me, I uh, let's see, I started, my journey started in 2007. Um, so my son was already a teenager. Wow. Um, so, there, you know, uh, yeah. and, and, and it was, it's always been very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's one thing to set boundaries with other people. Yeah. And boy, is it really hard <laughs> when you've had, you know, come through that kind of trauma. Yeah. It's really difficult to do that for your children. Yeah. It's difficult to see your children suffering and you have to be like, hey, no. Yeah. But then it's only when you go through that healing process do you realize how it can help them. Yeah. Setting boundaries right. for them is healthy for them mm -hmm. and it helps them. Yeah. You know, and yes. I think that's another area that, you know, we don't recognize. There's a saying that says mothers love their sons mm -hmm. and they raise their daughters. Mm. Okay. You mm. ever heard that? I don't know. I've never heard that. Yeah. Mothers, old, it's old school mother, love their sons and raise their daughters. Mm. And it comes from the idea, ideology that, you know, we tend to be more lenient on the boys than gotcha. the girls. Yeah. Um, because we need, the, we want the girls to be prepared for life. We're yeah. preparing our girls for a hard life. Yeah. Because we know they're going to, you know, tow some stuff and then we kind of mm. let the boys slide a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, but we just don't seem to recognize because again, you know, at least for me, part of my challenge is I saw my brothers go through trauma. Mm -hmm. So for me, that created a sensitivity that made me very, it made it very difficult for me to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but once I started this healing process, I started to see, wow, um, I can see the areas where I did not do my son a good service mm -hmm. by not setting boundaries yeah. in certain areas when he was young. Right, right. Because I was so afraid of seeing him hurt yeah. and in pain, mm. um, you know, but then it, it, they need the coping skills. Yeah, 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 they do. Yeah, they do. They wow. do, you know. So let me ask you, because you mentioned about your poetry. So how does your poetry help you heal? Oh, wow. My, so my poetry, as I mentioned, you know, my stage name is Soul Scribe, but it also, the meaning of and how I see poetry and how I use poetry is um, when I'm feeling something, if I'm in pain or if I'm happy or mm -hmm. um, I just, you know, or I've heard a story on the news or something that just touched me emotionally, mm -hmm. you know, it, it helps me to to express myself and to get it out um, mm -hmm. because I feel like as long as it's inside, I feel like it's kind of bubbling up inside of me and it's just like gotta come out. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's weird, I'm almost like the Holy Ghost in a way. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you hear it in church, but in a oh. way, poetry is like a religion for mm -hmm. a lot of people. It is. <laughs> so, um, so I, you know, I, I start writing or I feel something or something, a phrase or something keeps coming to me and it won't go away. And I'm like, okay, I gotta, like the other morning I, I um, I was listening to some music and and a phrase kept coming to me and I was like, wow, okay, I need to sit down and get this off my chest. It just so it helps me because once it's written, you know, I feel so much more peaceful. I feel calm. I feel like I feel like there's resolution in a way. It's really weird. I don't know how. Even though there's no one else there, it's just mm -hmm. you and your paper or your pen or whatever, uh, or your phone or however you write. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, it's like okay. I said it. And then when I perform it, I said it. I said it again. I spoke it. It's, mm -hmm. You know, and I'm speaking it again and again. And it's like, the more I speak it, the, the less painful it is. Mm. Like, you know, when I speak about my mother's drug addiction, the, the easier it is for me to have phone calls with her. Mm. You, know? you know, you just, uh, that just, thank you. 
you really opened up some space for me because I, I have personally been struggling. You know, I'm a poet as well, and mm -hmm. I have personally been struggling with um, writing mm -hmm. while I'm healing. Mm -hmm. I realize that the, the, the it's it can be so heavy. Oh gosh! I I, uh, I my very first feature I did a piece. Um, called My Normal Is Not Like Yours, and it was about sexual trauma. Mm. And in the middle of this poem, this lady just bust out in tears, and I'm like, oh, oh my, my God, God no. no. <laughs> I know, of course I kept going, but I'm like, you know, you. You never know. You never know, but I mean, but she, she it, it resonated with her, and she approached me and thanked me wow. after, but you know, when you're on stage, you don't know. Right. And, and I've never, it, I think probably today is the first time I've ever like really publicly, no, I, ha I think I said it, uh, last season in the show, mm -hmm. but I've never really had the conversation mm -hmm. about what it was like growing up having a mom mm -hmm. um, be, you know, um, mm -hmm. on drugs. And I, I totally get how she got there. You yeah. know, I can't fault her. She got there trying to work. She was working two full-time jobs. Wow. And she started taking black beauties to stay awake. Oh, wow. To work two full-time jobs, to put a down payment on the house because my dad wouldn't help. He, he helped her with, his, with the loan, like uh, let her use his VA loan. Yeah. But he wouldn't help her out with money. Wow. So she's working two full-time jobs. Wow. And, and, and so it wasn't as though she was just like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it, it's, 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 it's really mm. complicated. And, uh, but, the, but you're right. to Life stresses. It's life stresses. <laughs> but to talk about those things and open up, you never realize. I think other people, it's probably very important that you even spoke about that. Yeah. Because other people that tell me that their, you know, their parent was, was, had a drug addiction, they're like, that's no big deal. I'm like, ooh, you haven't dealt with it yet. Right. <laughs> oh, no. Right. You have not dealt with it at all. Yes. And that's how I used to speak about it. Very yes. nonchalantly. Very nonchalantly. I was like, oh, I don't have parents. That's how I used to say it. I'm, yeah. You know, but never yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's easier now to talk to talk to my mom. The more I do those pieces, the more I speak about mm -hmm. what I went through. Uh, now, my father and I, we're still we're still struggling with to, to communicate and build a relationship. But I feel like it's, it's getting there. Good. Um, at least it's getting there. He's in. He's in rehab. He called me from rehab one day and wanted to talk and check on me. And, you know, I got so upset and I started crying. And because it's like the only time you want to call me yeah. is when you're in rehab. Yeah. I said, you call me. If you want to work on a relationship with me, you call me when you get out of rehab and we'll mm. talk. And mm. that's setting boundaries as well because I'm not going to have this conversation with you right now. Because when you're out and about and you're by yourself, you don't call me. You want mm. a relationship with me, call me when you get out of rehab. Mm. And it hurt, and I cried, and I was so proud of myself I'm so because proud I was not going to sit on that phone and pretend with him that day. Yes, and I had oh been pretending. God. Yes, oh my God, this is girl. <laughs> girl, you just don't know. You preaching, you are like ministering the whole thing. You know, I get around family oh. and everyone, and I just act like it's all good, and he's yeah. there, and we hug, and all right, miss you, see you later. But, you know, that's the way we're programmed, yeah. right? Because when we think about those of us who have been through sexual trauma, it's usually not by someone we don't know. Right. It is a person that we know. Mm -hmm. We end up, I can't even begin to tell you, I would love to find out how many black women have had to have Thanksgiving dinner with their sexual assault mm. assailant. Oh, wow. every year. Oh my God. How many of us have had to do that? Right. Go to family events, right. take rides, do all these different oh things gosh. with this with this person. Right. And and pretend because and even though we tell it, what happens. Yeah. Family that shush shush it. It gets shoved because shoved under the the rug. And, and that's also the family secrets. It's family mm -hmm. secrets and a lot of it, you know, it, boundary setting. Yeah. You know, because although I love you and I don't want to see you suffer. Right. 
you 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 hurt this baby. Yeah. Uh, and we have the tendency to say that stuff is generational, a curse. It's not a curse. It happens because it happens to one, and we don't do anything. We don't address it. We don't address it, mm -hmm. and then they go on and do it to someone yes. else, and that person does it to someone mm -hmm. else, and that's exactly how it happened for me. Wow. I, for me, it was th three generations at least. Wow. And I don't even know how far back before that it goes, right. that, but three generations that I can know, right. I can name. And that's a form of mental illness. It is. I think it is. It is. You know. They need help. They need help, and, and and you know they need to. And they still need to do their time. Don't get me wrong. You know, and I'm so I'm but. so glad you said that because I think somebody like R. Kelly is a perfect example. Mm. I I, um, I did not listen to this 19 minute song he put out, mm. but you know, amidst all of these accusations, which really? I mean, clearly what's going on, wow. you know, he put out this 20 minute song, and, and one of my friends listened to it, and she said he really sounds like a victim. And what that opened up for me mm. is I believe that in his mind, clearly you nobody is born into sexual deviance. Right. That is created through experience. Mm. You know, clearly this man has, has experienced something. Right. And I think that just from some of the lyrics that she was talking about, it sounds to me like he still sees himself as a victim. Right. And this right. is normal. You know, he doesn't see that he is victimizing women. Right. Right. Wow. He doesn't see that. He needs help. Yeah. He needs help, yeah. um, and and it's and that's one of the reasons why it's important to me. I opened up this space because it's extremely important to me that we begin to have these conversations yes, yes. about healing from these traumas, the sexual trauma, all of this type of mm -hmm. stuff. Because again, it affects our relationships. Mm -hmm. Our our babies are at stake. Yeah, our babies are. Families at stake. need to talk about. This we need stuff. to start talking about yeah. it, and we have to know that you can't just. You know, let it ride because mm -hmm. you you know you every time you look in your baby's face, yeah, you know you you you, you she needs to be equipped in that way. She right. doesn't need to be equipped by being abrasive and and, and harsh and strong. <laughs> right. She needs to be equipped right mentally to, and emotionally, so that yes. she does not ever lose her ability to speak yes. herself. Yeah, you know, to 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 speak her truth right about what's happening. That is um, so super important. Yes, I agree. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you um, the last question. If you you know your again your your journey to me is just amazing, and I I you open up all this great stuff, and mm. I'm so happy to have you in the <laughs> official DMV Hangout community. Oh man, I'm glad because it. yeah, you know this is what it's all about. Um, mm -hmm. This is how we all collectively build community. There was a time when I re I remember growing up in the 70s. You know I had family members that even though. They were drug addicts, mm -hmm. they were alcoholics, yep. they were, I mean, people look at me, you would not know how street, but listen, my family, <laughs> I, just because one side of my family is like kind of bougie yeah. and proper, that's the people I spent the most time around yeah. as I got old. Well, I should say when I was younger, I spent the most time mm -hmm. around them. The rest of me <laughs> and my family, we are hood. Yes. <laughs> we hood. <laughs> yeah. um, Oh. So, but you know, we we want to have these conversations because you know they they did encourage me. Yeah, it was that part of the family that mm. said you do better than me. Yeah, you know, you go further. I can tell you, they would speak life into mm. me. You know, even though they knew they were very intimately aware of their shortcomings, and even in community, there was that back then. Mm -hmm. I was born in 1970. Back then, you weren't gonna find no you know drug dealers trying to give drugs to no little kids. They wouldn't let you do it. I remember being a teenager. Mm. After, you know, my mom went through her thing, I remember being a teenager trying to hit up one of the dudes that would stop by the house. Yeah. Yo, what you got? No, I'm not going to get that to you. Mm. What you mean? What you mean? You at my house all the time. Yeah. No, I'm not going to get that to you. That's wow. not what you, you young. You, you, you smart. You supposed to go off to college. Yeah, back you then. Know? Right. We need community. Yes. 
Yes. We need community yes. and and having these open, honest conversations. Yes. Um, making it safe. Yeah. To have the conversation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Without beating <laughs> each other over the head. Well, what you mean? You ain't do that. You know, like you got it all together. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. 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 <laughs> you know, um, it's important. It's important, and I and I'm and so for me, I realize. Um, Maybe it's a bad thing. I don't know, but but you know I can't. It's really not my job. Um, I think that people that have been through trauma, we are healers, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's meant for us to directly heal. I think mm. more like a guidance. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so for me, it looks like creating this official DMD mm. community. Yeah. And inviting people in to 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 share. So we have a code in this space yeah. that we're we're going to be community. Yeah. And that's that's going to be the 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 thing that I'm going to hold everybody to because that's where the value is because right. um, we're here for encouragement. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. needed. It's needed in, in today's society. Everyone's all about me, me, me. Um, but you, there are certain circles and people who are working on the community part of it and um, community is so important because Lord knows when Oof. when you find yourself like like me now a single mother um, mm -hmm. with the with the uh, uh, you know my child's father not being there mm -hmm. and deciding you know well he's not going to be there and then I, I'm like oh my god I've never done this by myself <laughs> mm. and the stress and drama and the trauma from that oh my gosh mm. um you know community came and with it from within the poetry community and yes. people were there and people I never expected to be there for me they stepped up and they they started coming around they started doing little things here and there. Well, no, no, a lot of them weren't there now but they knew what I needed when I needed it because that's what community does yeah and it's not about them you owing them anything mm -hmm. um, they want to make sure you got cl the baby clothes mm -hmm. they're gonna call and check on you and then everybody go back to their you know their own little lives or whatever it's not that they don't love you or care about you they just got their own things going on too. Right, but right. they recognize when someone is in pain and needs you know the community and that's 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 what it's about I think you know and you go back to your world and you start taking care of yourself and you see someone yelling for help or you see you could tell they're crying out you know you try to help them if you can you know mm -hmm. so, that's a beautiful yeah, thing yeah so what would you say to a friend to encourage them to to step into this journey <sighs> or, or if they're already in that journey, what would you say to a friend? In the journey of uh, healing, healing. Mm -hmm. I would say until you deal with it, it's not going to go away. Mm. Yeah, until you deal with it, it's not going to go away. And you're going to find yourself constantly facing different battles and wondering why. Mm -hmm. And not under understanding that because you haven't dealt with your healing, this is why you're going through this. God is going to make you the universe, God, whatever, whoever you <laughs> you worship uh, or believe. Uh, you're going to keep going through the same things until you get it. Mm -hmm. Until you get it. I believe that. And, you know, and, and the thing is, uh, I kind of, in my, in my mind, I, I, I place God in the universe as one thing. Mm -hmm. I believe, well, actually, I think God is greater than the universe. I mm -hmm. believe he's probably the creator. Yeah question whether that is a woman but that's you know <laughs> that's a whole nother show right yes i mean all i know is if we're made in his likeness i only know of one gender <laughs> that can produce life exactly okay right we made existence <laughs> but we're the only canal which it enters the world that's through. true that's true <laughs> so um but i do you know until i started learning about like mercury retrograde when i first read about it and then i was like 
Right. Wow, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, because I had no explanation mm. as to why this person come, and it'll be like after a certain period of time, why mm. does this happen? Right. And it's just keeps happening. Exactly. And so I went from asking, why does this keep happening to me, to what is the lesson I'm supposed to learn? Yes, absolutely. And, what is it? and that's what will advance yes. you. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I did everything I could. I would not deal with it in my mind. Even the very first time I sat down to uh, talk with a psychiatrist, I went over my life. This is pretty traumatic. I went over my life like it was nothing. I was like, ah. <laughs> you know, and maybe like three days later is when I had the breakdown. And he was like, I knew this was going to happen. I could see it. Mm -hmm. I was like, how did you know? He's like, you were talking about this trauma like yeah. so much a lot. Yeah. Like, like you went to the grocery store. Right. I, was, I do the same thing. My doctor was like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you got a lot going on here. Right. I'm like, really? Like, like, yeah, really. You don't know that it's a lot because it's been so normal yeah. for you for so many. It's your years. life. It's your yeah, life. You're like, like uh, <laughs> I've been doing this for. I'm, hey, I've been doing this for 47 like, years. Look, I'm a this pro. is not okay. It's no, not it's normal. Not okay. It's not okay. And, and then, and then the other challenge for me was to get over the embarrassment of thinking, yeah. "Oh my God, you mean my whole life? Yeah. I have thought that it was supposed to be like that, right. and it's really not. Right. Like, you mean this ain't normal? Right? Oh man, that's yeah. like, oh wow. And everybody wants to be normal. Everybody yeah. wants to be normal, so. but you know, I shouldn't say normal because it's so relative. But yeah, what's that's healthy? True. What's healthy? and yeah. what's not healthy right um yeah so so yeah, yeah you're gonna keep you're gonna keep going through those things and and it's gonna keep getting darker and it's gonna keep looking it's gonna look different each time though, mm -hmm. you know until you really really face yourself and really start doing things that doing things consistently mm -hmm. we say that because 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 when you think you're you're dealing with it mm -hmm. by just oh i'm gonna just go to church this sunday and mm -hmm. i feel better now i'm good you know mm -hmm. and then you go on and then something else happens and you're like well i ain't go to dang been back to church in like six months because <laughs> i felt good i thought i had dealt with whatever it was right but consistency like right consistency is so important um when you're dealing with that you got to remind yourself because we deal with so many different demons and, oh. and stresses and it, and it, those things are consistent and so if you're not finding a way to to deal with them to cope to to um you know to just make it out of those situations you can find yourself back down in the dumps going through the same things over and over again so i just say find some consistent things that help you with healing because if you don't really address your your hang-ups your your faults your how you might be damaging yourself and other people those things are not going to go away and they don't um and we all have to be accountable we know, do for our actions for we what we all. do to ourselves yeah. and to others and to other people yeah. that's the other part about yeah. healing yeah. is recognizing that um i know for me anger Mm -hmm. <laughs> that used to be Whoa. me. <laughs> I can man that anger, yes. and I, 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 yeah. Yeah, anger was a big one for me. I found myself, you know, getting in fights with exes and police having to be called, and Girl. just you know, I was always like payback, or you're gonna get it, or you know, I, I was just stubborn and it had to be my way, and I had to make it clear that you weren't gonna make me look stupid and make me feel bad. And, oh. and instead of walking away, <laughs> for me, it wasn't even that. For me, it's more like a trigger. You know, it's it's because I've I've been through physical abuse. Yeah. Uh, sexual abuse and mm -hmm. verbal abuse mm -hmm. the verbal abuse you know you the physical protect yourself the, uh, yeah you want to protect yourself yes. and so there's still two things when it's when I feel like I'm fit being physically threatened yeah and that's a problem because there's a lot of 
guys that get to, yeah. you know, I dated this one guy, mm -hmm. big dude. He was 6'2", mm -hmm. 280. Wow. And, um, you know, he said something to me that I just didn't really like. It was, uh, he was going on a trip with a friend that I ain't know nothing about. You living Whoa. in my house, you were you my man living in right, my house. Right, And you going on this trip with this person oh. I don't know nothing about. Oh no. For the weekend. <laughs> oh no. I, I couldn't even get past the disrespect. Uh, I don't know to this day if he was cheating. It, All I know is right. that disrespect. That level of disrespect. Uh-uh. No, no, no. We're and, not gonna have that. Oh no. <laughs> we got into an argument and he starts yelling and he, you know, cause he's a man, he wanna post up on me. Yeah. Man, I got up on the top of my bed. You know, I had number five one. I got up on my bed after he posted up on me, and my voice dropped like five octaves. And he looked at me when I was done. I started. I let him have it. And when wow. he, when I was done, he looked at me and said, "You crazy." And walked out the room. I was like, "You better remember my ass crazy. Lift your hand. Your life right. at risk." Right. Yeah, I had a huge problem with anger. Oh my god! Oh my god! But a lot of it came from the trauma and things the that I've been through. It's the things that yeah. you've been through, and it's so much that it is that you. It's it's not even that you're an angry person, right? But you were hell so bent hurt. on yes. those things never happening again. Yes, you don't ever, ever. And before it happens to me, yeah. Oh, I got <laughs> plans for you. <laughs> You know, That's a dangerous place to it's be. It's a dangerous place to be. So yeah. I had to realize, and I'm like, my God, I had to realize I, I got it this far. Yeah. And I have no, I don't have any record. Mm -hmm. I, and people don't ever think, because you don't think that when you meet me. No. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like so, you know, people because, don't think that when they see me. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, your, it's your, your true self. You're yes. being your true self. Yes. And a lot of that anger, it isn't even you. It's, right. it's, 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 it's that resistance. Mm -hmm. It's fear. Mm -hmm. All of these things. And yeah. I, I'm so 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 super glad we had this conversation yeah. and before we wrap this up i'm gonna ask you if you would drop me some word you got you got a piece that you oh, could do i mean because you talked about this healing and um, the stuff you do you can yeah yeah i could uh do some poetry for you some spoken word um um let's all see. right y'all look i'm excited wait okay, i have a poem this. this piece is called live a dream <laughs> Okay, wait, I'm sorry, wait, I gotta compose myself. I wanted to be at your feature and I couldn't come, so oh, I'm so excited. Fine. Okay, well, you'll have another chance. Yes. <laughs> um, I come from a generation of black kids whose mamas smoke crack to relax. A whole bunch of Toya Carters and Keisha Coles who yearned for the embrace of their mother's hold were told that we would never amount to anything, you know that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, that our parents' drug addictions would determine our destiny, but see, I didn't have to accept society's expectations of me, it was up to me. To believe that dreams do indeed come true, like Whitney's vocals, even when she's blue, don't forget to love you. To put your hopes and dreams on top, like Jay did Beyonce, I say this to inspire. Got the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Look, who's in here feeling that? I'm all in it. I'm sitting here. Oh, my, I'm sitting here. <laughs> Listen, I know that happens to me too. Uh, I say this to inspire, to let you know that I can't remember the words. I just performed this piece the other day. Um, let's see. Like, like Jay did Beyonce. 
I say this to inspire, to let you know that you too can. Oh, I can't remember that. That's all right. That is all right. That is all right. Did you know what happens? Listen, you know I had girl. I've done it on stage. I've done it on stage yeah. and then blank out, and I just have to learn how to like, say, you know what? I didn't know I was performing today, and I didn't even I, run through anything. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I should I always you, be ready, though. I'm so sorry to put you on the spot. Well, they no tell us we're supposed to be always ready. Yeah. And I'm not always ready. Yeah. Um, but that's just, that's just the way I it want, is. I'm mad now because I want to know the next line. I'm like, what's the next one? <laughs> I know this piece. I do it all the time. That's um, all right. We, but yeah. That's all right. That's all right. Because, <laughs> you know, I'd love to have you back. Okay. And then next time, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll I won't be so on the fly. I'm such a <laughs> random person, though. That's just, I'm always Well, random. I'm used to performing on the spot, you know? But yeah. Uh, but it, it just happens. Okay. You know, there's, uh, there's, a whole, there's a whole philosophy I have about that. I want to talk about it. Gotcha. But I am so glad um, I got a chance to hear a piece of that, because that sounded amazing. It, it's... It's a snippet. It's a snippet, and it's deep. It's a snippet, and I was in it, you know, and I'm like, wow. You can hear the rest. No, it's not, that's not on my album. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. It needs I mean, to be. It needs Maybe to be. Maybe on my next one. On the next one. Yeah. I still got to get my first one. Oh, I yes. still got to get my first one out. So I am so glad to have had you today. I'm so grateful that you came. Um, Thank you. To have this conversation with me. It just... Um, it's like this food for good. my soul. Yeah, this yeah. is good for me too. I didn't yeah. expect it. I didn't know what to expect. So really, I didn't have any expectations. You know, a lot of times, I think I like that. Not yeah. trying to have expectations or force the direction of things. I like organic, you know, connections and chemistry. Especially on eleven eleven, it's a <laughs> yes. day just to let the universe manifest yeah. what it will. Yeah. Um, with when you know that you go into it with an intention. Yeah. Yeah, I love to go into things with an intention and and see. Uh, what manifests yeah. because I know my mind takes me all different kind of ways. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I really appreciate it. And I want to come back whenever you want me. Yay. Yeah. Yay. I'm mm -hmm. excited about that. I'm very Ooh. excited about that. Um, once again, I hope that you all have enjoyed this episode. Um, I'm going to encourage you to um, get some help. You know, if you feel, if you know that you've had some traumatic experiences, I'm please encouraging you to seek help, talk to somebody. Okay. Check us out next week. 3 o'clock. Every week it's official DFD. Hey, go to the Android store, the uh, Apple Play store, download the app Mighty Network, search for the official DFD Hangout. See you next week.